at the University of Oklahoma. DG, two-year run, it's over. What say you? I say that the Jackson Arnold era has officially begun. No, um, I shouldn't be all that surprising, uh, I guess, especially when, especially when Matt Rule last week talked about how much quarterbacks are getting in the transfer portal. I think a lot of people stepped back and said, okay, well, we knew that there was money and offers, NIL deals floating around in the transfer portal, but that is like an accurate number for quarterbacks. Wait a minute, Dylan Gabriel could potentially make comparable or maybe even more money if he plays college football next year at a big-time program. Uh, Maybe it would make more sense for him to play another year of college football, then go to the NFL, and I I think that's exactly what's going on here. So good, good move for him, for sure. I think so. I agree with that. And let me say this. I very much appreciate Dylan Gabriel, the fact that he came here. He had other options. Uh, Oklahoma at the time was a bunch of people were leaving. There was a lot of unknown. Uh, yeah, he had history with, with Jeff Levy, but... You know, he was he was trusting a lot of unknown and a new staff coming together and piecing things. And uh, it would have been really easy for him to stay with what he had there at UCLA and a good good opportunity there. He came and, you know, maybe if Dylan Gabriel doesn't come, we're able to land another quarterback. But I don't know that we would have landed another quarterback better than what he's been. Maybe at Jackson Dart. So, I mean, would you have felt better these past two years with Jackson Dart or Dylan Gabriel? No, I wouldn't have. So, uh, I'm very appreciative of Dylan Gabriel. Now, I I know that things were not easy on him from the outside. You know, within the program, I think everything was, was great for him. I think... You know, they knew what they had in him and knew how important he was to the program and and everything moving forward. But, you know, I think on the outside, and I'm not I'm not trying to hammer any fans here for this because the standard here is incredibly high. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, but it, it was it was rough at times for him and, you know, sometimes diver- uh, deservedly so other times not so much. Um, but. I am I'm really thankful for what he did here. There's no telling what these last two years might have looked like yeah. had Dylan Gabriel not been the quarterback. Well, and we, we got a glimpse at times what it would have looked like without Dylan Gabriel, and it wasn't pretty, you know? Right. So I, I hope that everyone, and I think everyone is, like just reading social media today, looking at the text line today, you, you get the feel that everyone very appreciative of what he did and what he accomplished over the course of the past two years because, yeah, man, in a lot of ways, he calmed the waters. Um, they needed a quarterback via the portal after Caleb Williams left. And was he perfect? No. But he was the unanimous All-Big 12 quarterback this year. Number eight all-time in passing yards. School record, eight touchdowns. Legacy drive. He accomplished a lot just this yeah. year on its own. So I, I think you've got to be very, very appreciative of what Dylan Gabriel did over the past two years. And when we talk about legacy, his legacy's got to be the touchdown throw against Texas, right? I mean, is there is there anything else that's that's comparable to that moment for him? That's no, that's his signature win. That's it. That's that's the one. And he's had a bunch of great moments. Um, 
you can make a, an awesome highlight reel. He's had some amazing runs this year, some amazing throws. But but that drive, that's it. You know, with, with the pressure, the moment, uh, all eyes right there on, on, on him, he delivered flawlessly. So that's it. That's the one. And, you know, although he had a brief two years here, that game, that's going to live on for a long time. Yep. I mean, you can make a heck of a legacy by making a big play in that game. You know, some people know that better than others. And that is – and that's why I love that ending so much to that game is because, you know, know, if you ever go to that game, you know how it works. They show about 15 to 20 different past games during timeouts. Let's take a look back at the 2001 Red River Shootout. Uh, Oklahoma and they show all the old games. Texas fans are going to have to relive that game and that drive uh, for a very long time inside that stadium when you play Texas next year and beyond. So it's I, I think that that's definitely his legacy. Any issue at all? And, and I'm not saying that I do. It's just a question. Any issue at all with the timing of it? Because it doesn't feel like he's going to play in a bowl game if uh, if the announcement's coming today. Right. Um, you know. I don't think so, and here's the reason. I think if 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 you are going to get in the transfer portal and make a big move and really maybe cash in on it, I think you've got to do it early. I think it has to happen right away because, you know, everyone's going to try and make those moves as quick as possible, and, you know, you don't want you don't want your best options to fill up you know, before you're able to enter after a, a football game. Now, maybe he's able to get in the portal and uh, have a handshake deal or something. I don't know. And still playing the bowl game. I guess I don't know how that works, but I, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Would I love for him to play in the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, because, uh, and I know everyone knows this, but we are playing – one hell of a football team <laughs> that wants to be Arizona. there too. That, that maybe yes, maybe sir. the more important parts. Yeah, yep. No, that's right. I I don't have a. I think it's a necessary evil for him. Um, you know, and I hey, we get to see what Jackson Arnold's got. Plenty of time to prepare. Um, start to to see how this new offense is going to be called and, and formulated under him, and we get a, a nice little start. Now it's. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, you're not going to get to ease into this thing, but, you know, it's a jump jump start, and I think that kind of reengages our fan base for this game, right? Yeah, I think so, and that's why I think it could work out well for both sides. You mentioned there with DG. Uh, I, I get. I almost said he's one of the first quarterbacks in the portal after last week. Not really. <laughs> so many quarterbacks in the portal already. But he, he he's in the day one officially, so that's that works out well for him most likely. Works out. Probably best future-wise for, for OU and Jackson Arnold. So I think both sides could be a winner here. From yeah. uh, from the 308, this should be DG Appreciation Day. He yeah. was a fantastic quarterback, even better human, and he represented OU well. He should be remembered as one of the best OU quarterbacks. He steadied the ship when a steady presence was needed. Also, he didn't drag his transfer out like the one before him. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys just want to flood the text line today with nice things about Dylan Gabriel, uh, I will welcome that, and I will read yeah. as many as I can today. Favorite plays, favorite moments. Um, you know, it, it, admittedly, 
it was always always a little weird and maybe it was that was just how it was going to be with the way the last quarterback's tenure ended and his began um like there's no warming up period you get like this nice long warming up period for jackson arnold you know you get go through essentially a year of recruitment and then he's here early in the spring and we get to see him in the spring game and couple of games early on in the season then he comes out late in BYU so you get this this nice long buildup of anticipation for him to take over the program and with Dylan Gabriel it was oh my god what is going to happen and you know Lincoln Riley's tenure ends Caleb Williams is up in the air flirts with Oklahoma for what seems like an eternity before you know, making his decision and leaving you for USC. Dylan Gabriel comes uh, essentially in the middle of the night to Oklahoma. So I, I think it was always set up to be a little bit different and a little weird. But all that being said, it ended up being fantastic. Yeah. 918 quotes, Dylan Gabriel, a legacy-making drive. Dude is a Sooner for life. Wish him nothing but the best. Anyone who is happy he's leaving can kick rocks. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of people um, happy that he's leaving. I've seen a lot more on the text line today of, um, are we idiots for just letting this guy go? Are we morons for this? What happens if Arnold gets hurt next year? Then what's the answer? Well, bird in the hand, right? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. And quarterback is no different than any other position. You know, uh, a lot of times it looks good in high school. It looks good when it gets on campus. Heck, it maybe even it looks good early in the season, but as the pressure mounts, as teams, you know, build a book on you, figure out different game plans to stop what you're doing, and you get banged up, like it can go south on you in a hurry. All right, and that's for any position, a quarterback maybe more so uh, than any others. And, you know, I I think Jackson Arnold's got a tremendous amount of talent, but uh, there's been been a boatload of guys with a tremendous amount of talent never do diddly squat. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be one of those. Um, I I still believe the future is incredibly bright for Jackson Arnold. So um, I'm not worried about it now, but – I may be worried about it when it's time to worry about it. It's true. 918, you guys going to continue appreciating DG if he transfers to USC? Yes. With some scuttlebutt that he might want to get to the West Coast next year to play quarterback. USC, probably one of the teams that's looking for a transfer quarterback. And I hate to wish anything uh, good to happen to Oregon, but I'm, I, I'm wishing, I'm hoping that something good happens to Oregon here, and that's where DG's playing next year. Hey, I'm I'm – I've got no problem if Lincoln Riley has to continue to use Oklahoma quarterbacks to keep his head above water. I've mm. got no problem with that. That would be the line, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, i got no problem with that. Hey, Dylan Gabriel has played himself into this position. Um, I Frankly, I think DG should take a huge payday from USC, go out there and uh, – spend all next year in concussion protocol you know yeah with his high-rise apartment that they yeah. uh, maybe like to give out to some players via the portal 
Yeah, just sure. standing on the sideline in shorts and a t-shirt with Beats by Dre on his head. God, that actually sounds awesome. You yeah, know? watching no uh, problem with that. Watching Big Ten teams ha- make Lincoln Riley have a five and seven year next season. Beautiful. Then he's off to the NFL draft. Works out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, wild times. You know, we've got we've got portal additions adding up, or I guess not additions additions to the portal, not additions to our roster. Uh, I kind of made that confusing. We got we got guys jumping in the portal from Oklahoma, and it's happening all over the country. And it's going to take a couple of days to even like sift through it and know what's happening out there. And I say a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, but it's happening fast and furious right now. And it's impacting these bowl updated. games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I was excited yesterday. What about twenty four hours ago at the possibility of OU playing Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl? Yeah. Oh, that's a it's a name program. You get credit for that win. You get your 11th win over those guys. There's a lot of good. But e- even if you were playing in a Cotton Bowl, even if you didn't get screwed out of a New Year's Six Bowl game appearance, like half of their offense is not even going to be playing in that game on yeah. December 29th, whenever it is, December 30th, whatever. Yep. Yep. I mean, pretty wild uh, what's going on at Ohio State, but pretty wild that we didn't end up in a New Year's Six game. I mean – what the hell's going on around here? You know? Well, we can talk about it next, but yeah, that was disappointing. Jeez. All right, quick timeout. Keep hitting the text on 651 3439, Meyer text line. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405 651 3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Here we go. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family. But in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Hey, hey guys, I got a quick phone call. Connor Stallion's beeping in right here. I'm trying to get a few signals here, so I got to go. Uh, but, but as soon as we get done, you know, look forward to competing against Ryan Day, and, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Maybe you'll get some help in that regard, too. <laughs> Drink, always a pleasure, man. Yeah, that's Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz yesterday on ESPN after uh, Missouri got a Cotton Bowl bid. They're going to play Ohio State. OU not in the Fiesta or the Peach Bowl. And, yeah, we talked a little bit about it going into the break. Uh, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. The teams in, in front of OU – Oh, you had a much better win than any of those teams. Did Poo, did uh, did uh, Boo Corgan really give Penn State credit for beating Iowa earlier in the year? I, I think he said that on the record. Like, well, you know, Penn State's win against Iowa, which is a really good team. I'll, I'll go back and read it word for word. But in the question of why OU didn't get a New Year's Six bowl game, I'm pretty confident Boo Corrigan referenced Iowa and that Penn State win. Well, yeah. Yikes. I- I feel like uh, I feel like the committee just 
like wadded some stuff up and threw it against the wall and, and see what they were left with. It's just so dumb, so bad. They were so worried know. about leaving I, Florida State out, they didn't pay attention to any of the other Anything rankings. else, yeah. It's like after they wrapped that controversial uh, portion of the day up, they just said, whatever, just whatever you guys think, just throw it out there. It was bad. I mean, Penn State, I swear, I've never seen I've never seen mediocrity rewarded so handsomely than what Penn State is able to get away with year after year. It's incredible, after year. yeah. And really got dominated in both those Ohio State and uh, Michigan losses. But maybe they value better losses than better wins. I, I don't know. Yes. You beat the number three team on a on a neutral field. The question was, did Oklahoma's quality wins, over, say, over Texas, where do those fit in the conversation? Boo said, very much a part of the discussion as we were going through it, Missouri has got the win over Kansas State and Tennessee. Penn State, the last two games they lost to were Ohio State and Michigan, including a big win over Iowa, the team that everyone saw last night defensively is really good, to win that game 31-0, again, Mississippi and the season they had. Huh. So it Penn State got in because they beat Iowa thirty one to nothing. Yeah, well, Ole Miss is not very good. Uh Penn State is I don't know. I here's the thing, like I get I'm frustrated that we got left out, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know how good we are, you know. We we never hit our full potential all year. It was waiting. It was waiting. It was right there. I think we're a much better football team than what we ever put out this season. The problem is, like, we never got there. And the problem with never getting there is you're never going to get credit for it. So in order to be in the it crowd, you got to start playing that way. And unfortunately for far, like, whatever – Whatever um, like built-in credibility we had under Coach Stoops has not been regained, and it's going to have to be earned back. Yeah, they got used to get all the I mean, yeah. all the benefit of the doubt, you know, well, and rightfully 03, so because 08, just a couple of years played played often played really good in in big games, right? And that carries you somewhere, and that. Is what people? That's just kind of what happened. You get it gets ingrained in your head, and well, that's what always happens. So they deserve to be in, and we've lost that. We got blown out in the playoffs multiple times. You know, we've we've kind of fumbled around. We've lost to teams regularly that we shouldn't have. We've put ourselves in in bad positions as a program, like we did this year. Whenever we clearly, clearly are the second-best team in the conference and should have been playing in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, all in all, we're going to walk away from this year as a 10- or 11-win football team, and there's a lot to be said about that. But I mean, really looking back, it's going to be a an extremely frustrating year. Because of the opportunity the that you had yes. in, front of, in front of you after the Texas win. Sure. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And I like this point from Vinnie Paul. Um, you know, like their decisions are one thing, 
but how they try to justify those decisions with half-assed remarks is so frustrating, man. God, it's so bad. frustrating. And look, this is my it's my favorite sport in the whole wide world, and I don't think anything's ever going to change. Uh, college football's always been my favorite sport; it always will be my favorite sport. But man, it is unbelievable that you can win every single game on your schedule and still not be able to play for a championship. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's something. Well, feel bad for you, FSU. I feel bad for Florida State. And like, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I happen to love the playoff that we're left with. I think there's really good matchups. I think the two semifinals both have a chance to be great football games and whatever we're left with as a championship, I think we have an opportunity for a great football game. You know, with Florida State, I think there's a high likelihood that you don't have a good football game. And, like, I don't know that. They could have won. They could have pounded somebody. Could have won a tight game. You never know. I I guess I just I don't know what the right answer is. But that's what you get whenever you're so reluctant to ever even have a playoff after the BCS that you left it with four teams get into a playoff, which isn't really a playoff. It's an inevitability that there's going to be deserving teams left out. And the most shocking thing of all is that it took until the final year for something like this to finally occur. Well, that first year you had, you know, the whole Baylor TCU getting jumped by Ohio State situation. But but this, though, for sure, is is extremely unique. And undefeated Power 5 champion with... With some nice wins is... 14 playoff with five major conferences, sure. And and I'll go back to the Vinnie Paul text is... We all know why they put in Alabama and Texas over Florida State yesterday. We all know why. It's going to be a more exciting 14 playoff. I would definitely give them that. Yes, of course. But then just say it, man. Just 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 come out and say exactly why right. you didn't put Florida State in the 14 playoff instead of Boo yesterday saying, well... Florida State's quarterback situation had nothing to do with uh, – I mean, like, come on, man. If you're going to make that call, if you're going to screw an undefeated Power 5 champ, fine. But at least be honest about how you came to that conclusion, please. You can you can at hey, least do that for all of us. You know, college football, whenever you married the money, right, you married the influence – I, I, I don't. The committee, maybe they don't even vote at all. Maybe they don't even have a say at all. I, the person who stands to make or lose the money, is the networks, I, the television deals. A, a phone call from them and say, hey, you know what? In case you guys have forgot, we're the ones that pump all the money into this thing. We're the ones responsible for the massive increase in coaches and AD salaries and all across the board. Uh, this is where this is where we get ours for all of that money. These are the matchups we want. This is who we want playing in, in what game. These are the four teams that we think will generate the most action, the most traffic, the most 
eyeballs give us these games? And I, is there anyone that thinks that that phone call doesn't occur? Oh, I'm sure I mean, it does. Yeah, there's there's a lot on the line for this. I'm I'm sure that it does. SEC wasn't going to get left out. SEC was SEC was going to be in, whether it's Alabama well, or Georgia. Someone was going to get in. That's right. And you know, back to the. Uh, I, I don't know I don't I honestly don't know what the right answer is and I think it's I think it's up to it's one of the problems it's up to each individual person of like what's your preference is your preference to have the four best teams or is your preference to have the four most deserving teams we still don't yep. know and we've been we doing it for a decade now and we still don't know the answer well here's, here's the, the criteria by the committee and they list like three different things well okay which one's valued more than the other well, what are you doing here? Right here's here's the here's the more upsetting thing, or I don't know if it's more upsetting. It's just added on. Oh well, thank God we're going to a twelve team playoff. Well, yeah, great. In that twelve team playoff, Oklahoma gets left out for Liberty. How you feel about that twelve? Yeah, playoff? that that Liberty Oregon Fiesta Bowl is going to do some numbers, don't you think? That place is going to be packed. I'm not going to get well, a ticket to it. I don't even know. I, I, I don't, I, what's Oregon's roster going to look like? Are they going to have anyone left? Is anyone going to play in that game? I'm sure they will. I, I mean, it's a big, big time New Year's Six, but it's against Liberty. I you kind of take the 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 sting out of that game. I mean, here's the here's the point in college football, and I and trust me, I understand that it's bigger than football. If if those if those non Power Five schools no longer have like if they're not included and they're not in the the air quotes power 5 anymore and they don't have a chance to come even though they don't have a chance to win it now i if they if they are left out then instantly that just takes an axe to their enrollment and to their athletic departments and to their budgets and to their tv money like if you're not in the premier league anymore and no one's going to be interested in what you do, even though they're really not to a large degree at the moment. But ultimately, that is the biggest problem in college sports is that not in college sports, in in college football, is you have you have like 70 or 80 teams that are included that even though they can't compete at the top level, they have this massive influence on what happens in the sport, even though they can't win a championship and will never win a championship. It will not happen. They have a massive influence on what goes on, and it's all about not losing their enrollment because they get chiseled out of the, the top end of college football. Let me read a few texts here. Jim and Casper says if Georgia wins, Florida State is in. That way the committee can shut both Bama and Texas out once Bama won. FSU was screwed. Probably right. SEC was going to get in, kind of like I think. Big Rich in OKC says, is a Liberty running back going to propose to his girlfriend on the field? LOL. Do you you get that reference by Big Rich? Yes, I do. It depends on whether or not their quarterback has a barbed wire tattoo around his arm. Jared Zambransky, you remember the tap that he had. Very nice job. Very, very nice job. Chapstick says, is Teddy talking about college football or or the Electoral College? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, that's a a different – that's a totally different conversation. 
Well, you're going to the Alamo Bowl against a team that really wants to be there. They've won like six in a row. They had a good record against top 25 opponents this year. Uh, they're really good. So you, uh, wh- whoever's available for this bowl game, and we'll roll down the list of OU players who have entered into the portal today, uh, you better be ready to play because this Arizona team is, is good and their, uh, their give-a-rip meter will be quite yeah, high. And they probably won't have a whole lot of guys no, in the transfer no, portal. No, I, I don't I mean, think could so be either. wrong about that. but it, Well, I mean, in terms of difference makers for them, probably not. I guess the quarterback position could be interesting for them transfer portal-wise. ESPN did like, uh, oh, here's all the announced bowl games. Here's an early thought, an early score for each bowl game. They have Arizona 37, OU 34 for their uh, way-too-early prediction. Arizona 37, OU 34. Yeah, and OU I mean, opened I, I, as a favorite, and now with this Gabriel news, uh, Arizona's now like a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I could see it being that type of game. I really could. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to gauge – like what that game is going to look like right now, whenever we're not ex- exactly sure what our roster is going to look like when they play it. So we'll have to stay tuned for all that news. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. Six five one. Three four three nine. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast. Money Grasslands. And to learn more, visit NationalForest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. Wanting to make a big splash with your holiday gift giving this year? Give your family a Christmas to remember with a pool from Signature Custom Pools. Contact the experts to help you design the perfect escape for your family. Signature Custom Pools offers the highest level of customer service to create your retreat guaranteed to provide memories of a lifetime. Call them for a free consultation today at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com to get the signature touch. To me, this, this is a travesty to the sport because we go out there on the field and we play the game. And regardless of whether it looks good at the quarterback position, regardless of whether we win with offense, whether we win with defense, the name of the game is to win. And that's a reason never before has this not been done. Winning a Power 5 conference, going undefeated, and not getting into the playoff. So I, I understand we want to look at style points and who are we going to get for the best matchups. But that's not what this is about. This is about understanding to get the four best teams. One team has a loss, and that's Alabama. One team doesn't in Florida State. And the fact that this committee could take a Power 5 conference champion that's undefeated, those kids have went out there and busted their behind. As Booker McFarland yesterday upsets like some others, Florida State got left out of the playoff. But it is day one, officially day one, of the transfer portal opening. And here's what we got. It's been an eventful day uh, for OU and day one of the portal so far. Marcus Hicks is in the portal, but uh, he's announced he's headed to South Dakota State. DJ Graham, who we knew about. Jason Llewellyn, who we knew about. Tommy Walker was last week. And you got Nate Anderson, Dylan Gabriel, Savion Bird, Reggie Grimes, Key Lawrence, Marcus Major, and Dalen Smothers. We'll talk about a few of these names that are currently in the portal. Let's start with probably the most surprising one, Dalen Smothers. Yeah. I mean, at least I was surprised that he announced today that he's going to be in the portal. Yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I guess any young guy that doesn't get much playing time, you have to wonder whether or not they're going to jump in the portal. So I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm surprised. You know, yeah, a, a lot of young guys come in and feel like they should play right away, and sometimes that's the case, sometimes it's not. And, um, you know, with him, I guess, especially when you watch some some average play at running back for a big portion of the season, feel like you should have got a better shake. I mean, I I guess I can, I can see that. I mean, I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, moves well, athletic. You know, I think like a lot of – Young running backs maybe struggles in dependability outside of whenever the ball's in your hand. So I don't know, and it, it, it kind of reinforces what we talked about on Friday and what I've, I've felt for quite some time now is that we are going to be on the hunt for elite running back playing the portal. I'm sure. I mean, you, you've got two good ones coming in, but you'd like to have someone that's had a bit of experience, for sure. And the, the other thing is, you know, I guess there's a lot of people are privy to this, and I'm not. I just I don't ask this question ever, and and maybe some people do. But, you know, I, you never know which one is a, I don't want to say disgruntled, but a portal entry whenever the staff and everyone wants you to stay and a portal entry whenever a conversation with the staff and position coach and coordinator on that side of the ball is maybe a suggestion yeah probably processed yeah right that that absolutely and that's the case with some of these names that i just mentioned right not not all of them i'm sure but definitely maybe even the majority so that, that, that's uh, that's the situation with Dalen Smothers. Again, he's in the portal. If OU wants him back, if he wants to come back, he could leave the portal and come back to OU next year. We'll see how aggressive OU will be in trying to get Dalen Smothers back, if they are at all. Um, next name I wanted to bring up, and it's a name that we mentioned a lot throughout the season. There were flashes of really good play. It just wasn't consistent, and he lost his starting job. So it's probably not all that surprising. Savion Bird. Uh. Yeah. You know, I think I think Savion Bird has just a ton of potential. Um, I think that he it, – it just – it feels like some stuff away from football has kind of been a constant uh, problem and distraction. And for whatever reason, I think it's keeping him from putting out his best. And you never know. Maybe a new place helps him find that, and that's okay. Maybe that's a good thing for him. One more, uh, Key Lawrence. Appreciate his time and service here. Yeah. And I think he, he had some good moments throughout his career. Didn't he end up having to play corner uh, yeah. towards the end of the game in that Texas win? Yeah, I think he did. Was it was it the Texas game? I can't I think remember. It was, they all kind of – Gentry got – Banged up that That's game. Right. I think he ended up playing corner late. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is right. It's just probably one of those situations for Key that he can help someone out next year, a Power 5 team, but with as much young talent as OU has at his position, probably going to be tough for him to see a ton of snaps next year. It so. feels that way. I, I honestly 
like my initial reaction is dang we're going to miss his the depth that he provides you know um depending on what the safety position ultimately ends up looking like and i don't know maybe you get harrington back and he becomes a little bit more of a safety for you i don't know um but I, I do feel like there's a there's a chance we miss the depth that he provides at safety. Play multiple spots, like he said, filled in at corner whenever we had to have it. I mean, I'm sure in a pinch could play uh, play the nickel or cheetah spot for you. So, yeah, that's I I think that I think that's a big one. Micah from Conowa says OU needs to find Adrian Peterson 3.0 in the portal. I think that's a joke of something that was said last week, but Adrian Peterson 3.0. I hope that exists in the what transfer was, portal. What was that joke? Did I miss that? Yeah. Or was it a bad joke that I made? I, I don't think you made that bad joke. It was a former Oklahoma State player saying that Ollie Gordon is Adrian Peterson 2.0. Oh, uh, I see. Well, maybe we need to find Adrian Peterson 2.0 in the portal. Ollie Gordon? Of, yeah, you want to go get Ollie Gordon? Yeah. Hey, like the no, final I, four games of the year, he'd always go to the sideline at some point, uh, like limping off. But I, I don't. I take my chances there. Yeah. Hey, I I, I think Ollie Gordon is uh, is a really good player. Um, but I, you know, the problem with trying to find a good back in the transfer portal, everyone's looking for a game changer at running back in the transfer portal, and at offensive line. And at defensive line, and at all of the above, it's ultra competitive. And you know, I guess it's become a lot like NFL free agency in not just a sense that you're searching out talent, but I mean, you've got a finite amount of resources, and you know it's gonna, you know, you have to find a way to manage all of that for some key additions it's crazy to talk about it but i mean that's really what it is you know kurt every and every team's got a different amount of resources air quotes yeah kurt from mckinney says hey guys on the new year six snubbing think of it this way we're the only team that beat one of the playoff teams that is not in the playoff we got no love yeah it didn't it didn't work out that well this weekend uh, I think some fans were split. There was some fighting going on on social media that I saw. One one OU fan rooting for Texas, the other one rooting for Oklahoma State. That that caused some uh, disagreements there. But if, if Texas winning, like the bright side of that was, well, them making the playoff would suck, but at least it would almost ensure OU gets into a New Year's Six Bowl game. Well, Texas won. They got in the playoff. They're a favorite to win their semifinal game. And then OU doesn't get the New Year Six bowl game. It's like, dang, yeah. that was rough. Yeah. Worst case scenario. It was, but you know what? I after not even after Texas won, but just thinking about that, and we've talked to this to a certain point. I don't know if we've done it specifically for Oklahoma, Texas, but you know, typically, whenever we are at our best or Texas is at our at their best, they we kind of dragged the other along. We played in a natty in 03. In 04, they played one in 05. We played in one in 08. They played one in 09. I think whenever each one of us gets better, I think it has the potential to help the other out in whatever way that is, however that 
you know, it kind of shows itself. It just feels like when you're competing and comparing yourself against the best constantly, it, it has the tendency to help you out. At least that's my positive spin on it. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one from Newcastle next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms'. Hi everyone, Dylan Gabriel here, asking for your... Our economy thrive. When you shop local, you build relationships, receive better customer experiences, and get personal service. Let's let our Norman business neighbors know we appreciate them by showing up and supporting those businesses that give back to our community. Be sure to visit Sooner Theater, Poppy, Spirits and Wine, Christmas Expressions, Bamboa, and Bison Witches. Shop smart and shop local this holiday season. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Cavens Group, bringing you this hour of The Rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group at 405-573-3048 or CavensGroup.com. Your boy uh, from Ohio State, everyone else calls him Kyle McCord. You call him Gary McCord, is uh, also one of the bigger names in the transfer portal today. In fact, outside Gabriel, I think Gabriel and McCord are probably the two biggest... um, uh, portal players in in today. You think so? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess quarterback wise. What about the Washington State quarterback? I mean, he's has he been officially entered? I know it was rumored last week. He's pretty. He's pretty dang good. Yeah, he is. And I'm curious to see what happens at Arizona. Maybe, um, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily talk about the best. Just like most. Notable yeah, names, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterback at Ohio State that was just eleven and one sure. this year. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, and I don't know. I'm sure that there's other guys on that roster, or they'll be in the hunt for somebody else out there. But you know, that's kind of interesting. It, I mean, it feels like I for that feels like for the first real time that maybe there's a little bit of doubt around there at Ohio State. I mean. Which is insane, considering that Ryan Day's been the coach there for like six years now. They make a field goal. They beat uh, Georgia last year and made win the national championship. I know. He's lost like five games. It's crazy. But, uh, hey, that's the nature of the beast, Got to beat Michigan. 405, other than Dylan Gabriel, have we had any overachievers coming from the transfer portal? Like people that we expected to maybe just fill in, and then they were just amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew Anthony. If you're, if this is how you're asking it, Andrew Anthony was your leading receiver before he got hurt. Yeah. I think there were some expectations on him going into this year. 
Eric Gray was a transfer, and he's one of your best offensive players last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Next season, it's hard to know at all what next season, like how to even think about it. Number one, this year hasn't ended. But number two, like when you just think about the amount of transfer portal guys that were a huge part of what we did this year, it's just, it's hard to even know what type of team we're going to be until we have everyone here and accounted for, which no telling how long that's going to take. All right, hour number two of The Rush, coming up next here from Newcastle Casino. Stay with us. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. And with some of the best acts around, like Pete Davidson, December 3rd. I had a rolling school bag for four years. I looked like I was waiting for a flight for like four years. Lee Bryce, December 